The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Remember the Thai cave rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these, but did you know that U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut, but if you think you can, visit AirForce.com to learn more. This is the Busted Open podcast you can listen to the full show monday through saturday from 9 a.m to noon eastern on sirius xm fight nation channel 156 welcome to the busted open podcast this is dave lecreco on today's episode wwe hall of famer tna hall of famer bully ray and i get into smackdown from this past friday of course vince mcmahon addressing the wwe universe and now the announcement that we're getting Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns at SummerSlam. All that right now on the Busted Open Podcast. Bully, what was your take from what you heard from Vince on Friday night on SmackDown? There's a couple of different ways to look at this. And I also had a conversation yesterday with Eric Bischoff. I was a guest on his 83 Weeks podcast talking about the aces and eights. And one word led to another. And Conrad who's the host of the show brought up Vince on SmackDown from last week to get my opinion. I said, well, if you really want my opinion, you have to tune into busted open to get it. Wink, wink. Nice. Good job. I wasn't giving it away on their podcast. Hell no. Anyway, (laughs) there's two ways you can look at Vince's promo. Was this Vince saying to the world, I'm still Vince McMahon. This is still my show. I'm still going to come out on my show. I'm still going to say anything and everything I want to. Yeah, you could look at it that way. But what I saw was a different Vince who came to the ring. I saw a different look in his eye. I heard a different tone in his voice. It almost seemed like a humbled Vince McMahon. I'm not saying I know this for a fact. I'm just going about what I saw in the bravado, the swagger, or lack thereof. Not the same Vince bravado, not the same Vince swagger, not the same Vince tone, not the same, you know, Vince, my, you know, (laughs) mine is bigger than yours. It almost felt like Vince was taking that opportunity in Minneapolis to say, thanks for coming. I appreciate you. Thanks for having my back with that warm welcome. We're all in this together. And if this was the last time I get to see you, I'm glad I got to see you one last time. Because who knows if we'll ever see Vince McMahon on television again. We don't know what's going to go on with these allegations, this um, 
this what is it uh a case it's not a case a um what, what is it a, let's say the, the, the situation whatever it is yeah we have no idea so whether we see vince or not so I, I that's that's what i got from vince mcmahon you know i know i came on the show with you and i said oh maybe they'll turn it into a storyline for one day and stephanie will fire him no nope, that didn't happen it was a different vince now what's your opinion did you see what i saw or did you completely see something well, Different. I I actually had an appearance on Friday night, so I actually watched it on the phone. And when I was watching it on the phone, I just heard pretty much the words. It was hard. It's you know when you're watching on the phone, it's difficult to see. And my first impression Friday night was that was kind of like a little bit of a a little bit of an fu in my opinion, kind of like. All right, all this stuff that's happening, I'm still going to come out here. I'm still going to make an appearance. I'm still going to step in the ring, and I'm still going to address the WWE Universe, no matter what's going on. That's how I felt on Friday Night Bully. Then I watched it back on Saturday on my TV. And when I watched it back, I, I felt like there was a moment that I almost felt like Vince McMahon was going to break down. Like, when you look at his facial expression, his eyes, the way he was talking, it almost felt like he was a little bit, to me, almost a little bit emotional. So it goes back to, like, what you just said, almost like, I kind of took it, again, this is just my opinion, almost like a goodbye, as opposed to the way that I saw it the first time. And it's amazing how I could have... To think that it's an FU the first time and then a goodbye the second time. Because we're in a preconceived. Um, we have preconceived notions and feelings about Vince. Yes. That when he when he comes out there, he is going to give everybody the middle finger in one way, shape or form. So you see it and you're expecting the bravado and all this. But then when you go back and watch you're like, oh, wait a minute, this was a different guy. Good. No, and I think a lot of it had to do, he came out with the strut, but then watching it back again, he came with the strut, but it was kind of like a half-assed strut. It wasn't the norm. You know, it was it was kind of like he was trying to do it, but his heart wasn't in it. Um, You just said something, Bully, that is worth repeating, and that is that may be the last time you see Vince McMahon on TV. Like, with everything that's going on, it's not out of the realm of possibility that that appearance on Friday night may be the last appearance of Vince McMahon on WWE programming. I mean, I hope not because the character of Mr. McMahon is the most phenomenal heel character that ever stepped foot onto WWE programming. I hope whatever is going on can be rectified and moved on from with all parties involved being at peace with it and happy. It sounds like the lady who was involved in the situation is totally fine with the situation. We haven't heard from her, right, Dave? No, it's it, it's hard. And again, boy, it's hard having this discussion without having the facts. So when you don't have the facts and you just see numbers and quotes and this, that, the other thing. What are you, what are you going to normally do? You're going to assume things, right? You make assumptions. So anything that you and I say in regards to this until the facts actually come out, 
are going to be assumptions. So just, I just want to I just want to make that clear to our audience that it's only assumptions. It's not fact. But and, whenever and, 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 and we're kind of in a damned if you do, damned if you don't, because if we don't talk about the situation at all. People are like, oh, bust it open. Does bully and bully and uh, Gabe don't want to talk about it. And then if you do talk about it, what do we really have to go on? Yeah. We have a very, very limited amount of information. Uh, the, the reason I said well, the reason I talked about the lady who who took the settlement, we haven't heard from her, right? No, but there's a like- reason. But there's but it looks like there's and it, she was a paralegal with the company, so it looks like there was a reason, and that is that she was paid for her silence. So whenever you hear that, you know, being paid for silence, listen, and, and, and there's other things involved because now you're starting to see reports and again, assumptions that Linda and Vince haven't been together for a very long time, that they put on the persona that they were married and a happy couple, but they may not have been behind the scenes. And Was that really news? Did people not really know that about Vince and Linda? That I, I don't think I think it was uh, that there was like stories, but I don't know if people really knew that as a fact that they that they haven't really been together for a long period of time. OK, I think maybe people that had worked in the WWE or work within the business maybe just knew that that, you know, they had a very they they kept their relationship more on a, on a business level than anything else, but the actual uh, um, marriage was, you know, over a while ago. And I don't think fans really knew that. I think fans just, because the persona that they put up. They is kept up appearances, correct. Yes. And then and the that best interest of the WWE. Yes. So I think for a lot of people, it's like, all right, they had this, facade that there was this big happy family and that it's a family run business. And I think, I think in a lot of ways, bully this last week has been like a cold splash of water on a lot of people's faces because it's not so much that this is the big happy family. It's not so much that this is the mom and pa, you know, run business anymore. Now the reality is, is that this family in, in a lot of ways has been broken for quite some time. And there is a board of directors in place where, and they're the ones that are doing this investigation. And now there is an outside third party. That's a part of this investigation as well. And again, like this is just an assumption from everything you're seeing. It doesn't look good. I think we can agree that, you know, looking down on this, it doesn't look like this is going to end well. And and bully, I don't notice for a fact there this isn't going to end well for all parties. I'm sure this we're just scratching the surface and unfortunately more things are going to come out as time goes on. And I think we just have to sit back and wait and listen for this next set of quote unquote facts to come out before we can talk any more on it. Yeah. Because it seems like we're just we're talking about the same set of quote unquote facts that the Wall Street Journal gave us last week. Has anything new come to the surface? Any little bits of information? Anything? The only again, the only thing that's being talked about is the possibility of 
other situations like this. And of course, John Laurinaitis's name being thrown out as part of talent relations, doing the same thing. Uh, so we're going to have to wait and see. The one thing that we can talk about, Bully, is the possibility of that being Vince McMahon's last appearance and what that would mean for the WWE moving forward. So we definitely want to go ahead. And Dave, let me ask you this. What did you think about the reception that Vince McMahon got in Minneapolis? And what does that say about the WWE universe? Well, I mean, I think you're talking to the house, meaning that the person who's watching WWE programming is a WWE fan. The person who's buying a ticket and going to a WWE event. So you're 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 looking at the most hardcore WWE fan in that situation. And he definitely got a warm reception, there's no doubt about it. But as you know, Bully, there's more to it than just that fan that's willing to buy a ticket and sit in the arena. This is a lot bigger than that. So it's hard to go w- just by that small audience that was in attendance on Friday night. I mean, the story was fresh. It's not like Vince McMahon got booed out of the building. He actually got no. a very nice, warm welcome. He did. Do you think WWE fans or wrestling fans, other than WWE haters, do you think they care about this story? Yeah, I think they do. Okay. I think Vince McMahon is one of those figures, Bully, that almost, like, even if you're not a wrestling fan, you know the name Vince McMahon. You know the history of Vince McMahon. You know the story of Vince McMahon. Um, I think the WWE hardcore fan looks like Vince McMahon, look at Vince McMahon like, man, this guy's a genius. You know, look at what he's been able to present to us the last 40 years. Like you mentioned, the WWE hater looks at Vince Vince McMahon's the poster child of everything they dislike. There, there's very few figures in sports and entertainment that are on that level like a Vince McMahon. So I think Vince goes far beyond just the person that buys a ticket to look at a WWE pro wrestling event. Do you think this situation hits the WWE in the pocketbook, in their bottom line? Is this something in fans' eyes that is so deplorable that they won't go see the WWE anymore? I I can't say that it will. I mean, listen, you know me, Bully. I'm, I'm, I'm a diehard Cowboys fan. Jerry Jones is a very polarizing figure. You either love him or you hate him, kind of like Vince McMahon. The, the Cowboys are one of the biggest franchises in the sports franchises in the world. You know, is it does does the hatred for Jerry Jones hurt the bottom line of the Dallas Cowboys? I I don't think so, and I I, I don't know. It's a t- that's a tough question to answer. I, I'm just I'm just wondering to myself out loud: Are fans sitting home and going? Hey, I'm thinking about going to Monday Night Raw or SmackDown or to a live event, but oh wow, what Vince McMahon did was so wrong. I'm not going. That's what I'm wondering. No, but you know how perception is. Look at everything sure. that 
you know, we, we see it in sports and entertainment all the time. You know, if a board of directors feel like it's going to hurt their bottom line, they won't think twice about making a change. Now, will but they have that the power? Board, I, I get it. That's the board yeah. of directors' point of view. I'm yes. talking from the fans' point of view. I will the fans care enough? But the other thing, too, is, boy, you're a boss. You're a CEO of a company. And this affair happened with somebody who is an employee with the company. That's not Dave, good business. Dave. You're telling me that you spent 50 years on this planet and you haven't heard this exact story before? Bully, if this is true, that this paralegal was making $100,000 and because of her relationship with Vince McMahon was now making $200,000, that's bad. That's bad. Nobody said we're not deciding good or bad. You haven't heard this exact story before? But you, you... You can no longer be the CEO of a company if you're having affairs with people who are employees and giving them raises and based on that affair, doubling that person's salary. I'm not saying that that happened, Bully. Not saying that, but that happened. But even if it did happen, it's like your tone is just like, Oh my God, this is earth shattering. This is, this happens every day. You want to work with a boss that because somebody is having an affair with the boss, they get a promotion or their salary is doubled because of that affair. Are you kidding me? If that's true. So if the WWE called you tomorrow and offered you the the hosting job on the bump, you turn it down. I don't know if this, uh, if this is true or not. I don't know if this has actually happened. But do I, I mean, want to work? Okay, wait so a second, on, bully. To your wait, point, wait, wait, wait. do no, I, I want to no. You okay. just asked me a question. I'm going to answer it. Do I want to work for a boss that would do that? The answer is absolutely not. I would not want to work for a boss if that is true. I would we, not want to work for we, a boss. We, like we keep that. going back to the allegations. Is it, This is not the National Enquirer. This is the Wall Street true. Journal. Oh, are we yeah, are, are we putting credibility on the journal? I know we can't put credibility. I don't. I don't know. Like. People talk about the New York Times or lack of credibility. Does the Wall Street Journal have the utmost of credibility when it yeah. comes to uh, uh, stories like this or reports like this? But here's where it's shaky ground, bully. I don't know if they are stating the fact that it actually happened. They are stating that there's an investigation going on that it could have possibly happened. So, like, that it's one thing to talk about an investigation, and it's another thing talking about facts. So right now, I can't talk about it being an actual fact because it's just an investigation. Because then that's putting guilt where guilt is, where there may not be guilt. And I don't, I, Bully, I think you and I both agree. We don't want to do that. We don't want to do that. That's why it's such a difficult conversation to have. Uh, I think it's a difficult conversation to have because of political correctness in the world today. I think that's the, the God's honest truth about everything. I'm just not shocked by this because I'm sure if you just go back in history within the past 10 years, you can find this exact same story, plus or minus a detail here and there, that has happened in every corporation or grocery store in America. But th- but that if 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 this is true... And it has yeah. actually happened. He's gone. Okay. It's Vince McMahon we're talking about, bully. Okay. Okay. All right. Then 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 like, let's what, not like, have the conversation. I, I get it. I, I, then let's I get not have it, the conversation, then, bully. Like if if you're if you're gonna be like, well, this but, happens all the what, time. And it's what, not that big of a deal. Then let's not have the conversation. If there's a board, and I don't know how the board of directors. We we were discussing last week 
voting power within the WWE, how much voting power Vince has. Um, and the only thing that could get him to step away, step down is himself, right? He can't be vote. Can he be voted out? There was something, position? there was something I read also. And then and I, I, there's so much we read bully that, that, that he actually could be forced to step aside in that situation, even though the McMahon family has controlling voting power. There's something that could actually, if, if all allegations are true, could force him out the door. Are you ready? This is Renee Paquette, and I've got a new tag team partner, one of the toughest women in MMA, Misha Tate. We're going to take over the radio every Monday on Throwing Down with Renee and Misha. Join me and Renee as we cure the Monday blues by dissecting every major headline happening in the cage, the ring, and everywhere in between. Don't be scared, honey. So listen to Throwing Down with Renee and Misha Mondays from 2 to 5 p.m. Eastern, only on Sirius XM Fight Nation, Channel 156. The best part of spring cleaning takeaway is the post-clean clarity you get. It's kind of like when you find out you've been paying a fortune for wireless when Mint Mobile has phone plans for $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. It's time to switch to Mint Mobile. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Ditch overpriced wireless with Mint Mobile's limited-time deal and get three months of premium wireless service for $15 a month. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash bustedopen. That's mintmobile.com slash bustedopen. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash bustedopen. $45 upfront payment required equivalent to $15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. But I do want to get into what else we saw on SmackDown besides just the first 30 seconds. And the one thing is the match between Riddle and Roman. What a great match between those two. I think we all knew that Roman was going to pick up the victory, but I think uh, Matt Riddle's shown that he is definitely a contender for that championship. So first and foremost, really good match between those two on Friday night. Agreed. Really good match enjoyed it but that's not the story here no it's not the story is what happened afterwards and that is that we are going to see brock and roman at SummerSlam. we were talking before the show how do you feel about brock and roman at SummerSlam? bully it's kind of it's easy i'm not a fan of it but at the same time bully it's almost like there's no other avenue you could go down right now than Brock Roman. So it's almost like I want to criticize it, but at the same time, it's hard for me to criticize it because I'm guessing, Bully, that this is not the direction that the WWE wanted to go in. We just saw Brock two months ago lose to Roman at WrestleMania. I think they wanted to extend this period of time uh, a lot longer than just two months before seeing Brock back on TV. But I don't think they could help this situation. I think that either at SummerSlam you were going to see Roman and Cody or more likely uh, Roman and Orton at SummerSlam. But now we're going to see Roman and Brock. So This is another conversation I had with Eric on his 83 Weeks podcast. 
Conrad and Eric were wondering how this story, how, what direction that they could go in with this. And I've talked about this story many times here on Busted Open. I would love to see Brock Lesnar finally humanized a bit. I don't know if that's a direction they're going to go in with SummerSlam basically around the corner because I think the storyline takes too long. But I'd like to see them do something that finally gets some sympathy on Brock Lesnar because we've never seen a sympathetic Brock Lesnar before. This was very much an in case of emergency break glass. Normally when you break glass, you get Steve Austin. Now you get Brock Lesnar because Brock can still go. It is what it is. And I hate when hopefully they can come up with a, a, a different aspect for this story to make it interesting or intriguing and not just about Brock versus Roman for the umpteenth time. And, and bully, I hate when you say it is what it is, but bully, it is what it is. Like, I, I, <laughs> it really is. And, and, and you don't have another star on this roster the caliber of a Brock Lesnar. You, you just don't. Not right now. With, you know, bully, you and I have talked about two people challenging Roman that's currently on this roster, not. Talking about The Rock, if you're going to get The Rock, it's going to be at WrestleMania, so we're throwing that name far out there. The two guys we talked about leading to SummerSlam were Cody and Randy Orton. Cody and Randy Orton are both out with injury, so you're not getting them. Could could you throw a Drew McIntyre in there? Are there names that you could throw in there? Sure. Would you ever expect in a million years that they would beat Roman Reigns? The answer to that is no. Would would there be a name out there that would get you excited? You know what? Maybe if they did it the right way without having that match that we saw this past Friday, a riddle, it's possible, but it's not Brock. There really isn't anybody out there. There are people that have potential down the road, but there's nobody right now like Brock Lesnar. There just isn't. And I'm I'm with you, Bully. I hope they give us another story or another angle. Because if it's just here's Brock and here's Roman, it really doesn't get me excited for another matchup. And there is, Bully, there is a long history between Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar. And I just wrote down the matches that they've had. So they faced together at WrestleMania 2015. They faced each other at Fastlane 2016. They faced each other at SummerSlam 2017. They faced each other at WrestleMania again in 2018. They faced each other at the Greatest Royal Rumble. They faced each other at SummerSlam 2018. They faced each other at Crown Jewel in 2021. And they just faced each other two months ago at WrestleMania 38. So there is a long history between these two. If you're going to get me interested in it, Bully, because I got to be honest, right now I'm not. You got to give me a story that's going to get me reinvested in Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar. Do you think Heyman becomes the story again? Again, you just did You just did that. Now, can you do it another spin on it? So what, is he going to now turn on Roman to side with Brock? I, 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 no. I, 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 and, and I love your Brock story. Is, maybe Brock is just being brought in 
to get them past SummerSlam. And, and, and if that's and, the case, I don't think we're going to see any type of real, real storytelling or any depth or any difference to what they've done before. They'll parade them out there every single week. We'll get some kind of a segment, a promo, some physicality. I leave you laying, you leave me laying, yada, yada. Uh, but I'd like to see something different. I agree. And if they do the paint by numbers, Brock and Roman, I'm not, I'm not invested in their match at SummerSlam. See, here's what I'd like to see happen, Dave, and I'll lay out the whole story. Here we go. Go ahead. And you need time to make this happen. And I don't know if they're willing to invest that time. So we saw returning Brock Lesnar last week on, on, uh, on SmackDown, correct? Yeah. Killed everybody, destroyed everybody, F5'd everybody, threw everybody, yada, yada, doing what the beast does oh so well. Imagine Brock Lesnar came out on TV this Friday night on SmackDown and said, I've been a WWE guy all my life. This is my home. I'll always be here. Some of you love me. Some of you hate me. It's okay. I've always been the same Brock Lesnar from day one. But I'm standing here before you today, a different Brock Lesnar, a Brock Lesnar that is sick. A couple of years ago, I had diverticulitis. That diverticulitis put me in a bad way. Over this past week, I went back to my doctor and I found out that it has returned. Start to humanize yourself a little bit. Bring the tone down, bring the volume down. Start to hear a different side of Brock Lesnar that we've never heard before. Start to feel sympathetic towards Brock Lesnar. Brock goes on and on to say, listen, I really want to be here. I know the t- company's got some bad thing, you know, some, so, is in a little bit of turmoil right now. I know Cody, you know, uh, you know, banged up his, you know, tore his peck. I know Randy's on the shoulder and I always want to be here for my WWE family, but I need to be here for myself right now. And my family needs me because I'm not doing too well. So unfortunately, I'm not going to be able to be here for a while. I got to go home and take care of myself. People would be shocked by that, bewildered by that. And as people were probably chanting, thank you, Brock, and Brock walked away, out would come Roman Reigns and absolutely obliterate Brock Lesnar and take a chair to his guts or take a sledgehammer. I don't know. I'm just throwing shit out there. Or just take his fists. You don't even need a weapon. Or just Just, a spear. That spear. Just your fists and a spear right to the area that the diverticulitis had affected Brock in. And Roman looks at Brock and says, I came back from my disease. I'm going to make sure you can't come back from yours. Talk about this very real life situation and then show me Brock Lesnar at home on the mend with his wife, with his children. Show me a side of him that you'd never, ever thought you'd see. And then Brock Lesnar would come back from Somerset. Now, I think it's too, there's not enough time to do this story the way I would see it play out in my mind. But I'll be damned. And here's my comparison, Dave. Remember when we saw the the special on Peacock about The Undertaker, when we saw Mark Calloway just sitting in that chair at his home talking to the cameras? Yep. I loved it. I loved it because I finally saw and heard from Mark Calloway, not the undertaker, not the dead man, not the American badass. 
And after everything I had seen from this man in, in, in over his career, I was finally hearing from the true man behind the character. I'd love to hear the man behind the beast. Getting sympathy on a baby face like Brock Lesnar is difficult to do. But look how much sympathy they were that Roman got because of his very real life battle with leukemia, right? Yep. I'm not we're not making up the diverticulitis thing. Brock suffered from it at one time. But we could take real life things and blur the lines and bring it into the wrestling industry. Why not? I blurred lines with concussions. CTE, concussions, it's all very real. And it worked. And people bought it hook, line, and sink. Bottom line, my point is sympathy on Brock, where you're no longer just waiting for Brock to get up and beat the shit out of Roman, but you're willing him as a fan. You're rooting Brock on in a different way to get up, fight, and come back. You got to give me a story here, Bully. First of all, your story, this is the story that you been presenting now for a, a while when talking about Brock Lesnar, giving him another dimension, getting some sympathy on Brock Lesnar. I think you need to do something here. There needs to be a story. Now, there there is a little time. Uh, you know, the uh, maybe not. You, you could possibly do maybe four weeks because I think we're like, what, six weeks away from SummerSlam, I believe. I'm sure we'll check. I think it's about six weeks before SummerSlam. So you do have some time here to play with, to really tell a good story leading into that match. Because if it's just paint by numbers, I'm not into it. We've seen it too many times. Bully, and maybe this isn't the right word to use, but I'm going to throw it out here. They've kind of abused the privilege of Brock Lesnar. And let me explain why. They're using Brock to come in, win a title, and then come back and lose that title. And and then repeat. Rinse, repeat. Rinse, repeat. They've been doing that for quite some time. He comes in to win the title, and then he loses the title, then he's out, then he comes back to win the title again, and then he loses the title and he's out. They've been doing that a lot. And, and it's almost predictable at this point. Break that predictability and give us a real story here. And I think the one that you just presented is the perfect story to tell because it's the one story that they've never told when it comes to Brock Lesnar. And until they stop selling tickets to the show or Peacock subscriptions or merchandise or anything else where the WWE makes money, they're not going to do anything different because to them, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. We called in Brock. We'll use Brock for what we need Brock to do. And that's it. And then we'll move on. They're not going to change the entire way they do things. I, I'm i not asking them to change everything. I'm just saying that I think it's time for a story with Brock. I, I, I would, if it, was, if it was me, I'd love to do it. Anything that's real will resonate. Yeah, and that's just taking... The minute you take the... When you're a badass and you take the bass out of your voice and people can hear that, they know something's up. They know something's going on. They know something's different. Why do you think this episode of the master's class is getting over and being talked about as much as it is? 
What's the number one reason people are talking about this episode of the master's class more than they've talked about any other episode? Because you broke down. Because Bully Ray cried. When was the last time you heard Bully Ray cry? I've never heard Bully Ray cry. Exactly. And that's why, because people saw a human side to me. It resonated with them. People are uh, getting on their Twitter machine and go, my God, I had to pull over to the side of the road. I was crying so hard with you because I lost my dad too. When people have a certain perception of you and then in an instant, that perception is shattered because they realize, wow, he's a regular dude just like me. He's a human being just like me. I lost my dad. And Bully Ray feels the same way about losing his dad as I did mine. It just makes people like you more, love you more, endear themselves more. It brings them closer to you. I can almost guarantee that there are more nation members out there that feel closer to me today than they've ever felt because of the story that I told about my dad. And that would and that would help in the same way with Brock if he was honest and truthful about a real life experience. And it also would get Roman to be more hated. Absolutely. And now that this match means even more. We'll see what happens. Otherwise, they'll do what you said. They'll paint by their numbers. They'll do what they'll gotta do just to get us past SummerSlam. Yeah. Or maybe with Orton potentially being out, Cody definitely being out, they're going to need Brock to stick around a little longer to keep things interesting. Busted Open is part of the SiriusXM Sports Podcast Network. The executive producer is Paul Early. The digital producer is Gabby Laspisa. Andre Viola is the associate producer. Marissa Rivas is the director of Fight Nation and Sports Podcast. Special thanks the Senior Vice President of Sports and Podcasts, the legendary Steve Cohen. For 25 years, nothing has tasted better after a hard day's work than a Mike's Hard Lemonade. It's because since day one, Mike's has been making lemonade the hard way. We use three kinds of lemons, all hand-picked from family farms, then blended to perfection in cold press to create the epic hard lemonade you know and love. Mike's Hard Lemonade. Hard days deserve a hard lemonade. Mike's is hard. So is prison. Don't drive drunk. Premium all beverage with flavors. All registered trademarks used under license by Mike's Hard Lemonade Company, Chicago, Illinois. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters. Both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.